Welcome, everyone, to CDO's Magazine series of one-on-one interviews with CDO's data leaders and key influencers. I'm your host, Robert Lutton, Vice President Sandal Consultants, coming to you today from Toronto, Canada, working with the CDO Magazine. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing Brad Reynolds, who is the Senior Vice President of Artificial Intelligence at Expedient. Welcome, Brad. Thanks, Robert. From your specific vantage point, because you do have this vantage point, you're seeing this across many organizations. What do you see are the biggest challenges and or constraints for scaling the AI deployments? Because you talked about the, the one to five, but you need to go outside that. What are the, in your opinion, biggest challenges and constraints? Yeah, so in terms of scaling AI for organizations, the, the issue right now is, is, is a flywheel issue. Um, so the, the first point of conversation that's going on usually is, is some sort of set of transformative AI use cases. So, hey, we're going to uh, put AI on the P&Ls of all 3,000 franchise locations. We do all this great financial uh, uh, working uh, for pro formas and, and allow all of our, it's a very big project. And the problem is, is that nobody understands all of the AI and generative AI stuff fully enough to say, like, what's the risk factors of that product? What are the probabilities of that product are, you know, succeeding, project succeeding? How long is it going to take? And so that's the kind of biggest challenge is, is biting off too big of a use case. And so that's why I think the going back, it's how do you make it easy to show smaller quicker successes. One of them being, let's get enterprise chat. And so that we give all of our employees a gym membership so they can learn about this AI stuff right. but without, with some control, but you know, a little bit of, of capability. The next step past that is what are light use cases? So things that were like, hey, this, this could save us 200 hours a year. This could save us a thousand hours a year in support. This isn't necessarily transformational but it picks off relatively small uh, use cases where AI could be combined with internal data to help solve problems. Like we use a couple of ones at Expedient. Um, I'll give an example. Use case of if we have a, a multi-client or multi-city outage potentially, we have to come up with a root cause analysis at the end. And there could be a whole bunch of tickets and all kinds of information and correspondence with vendors and all that type of stuff. So right now humans go through and write a root cause analysis takes many hours. It's got to be accurate. So you have two issues. One issue is it takes a decent amount of time. Uh, two, it's human. So it's not, you don't necessarily get all the data in there that you would need right. or consistently. And three, it needs to happen quick because once the issue is resolved, you need to communicate that to the clients that were affected so they understand what's going on. So those are the kind of three pieces we were able to combine our private AI service. So this is AI models that run on expedient uh, hardware. So they don't actually go out to the open internet. This is client data with the client data that exists inside of our, our tracking system and say, hey, essentially in English language, write a root cause analysis for this based off of you know, these eight tickets. And then you know, within 30 seconds, the RCA comes out and we're a human reads it, audits it, and then we're ready to go distribute it. So the time for us to turn that use case around is took us about a couple hours of code. 
Um, Compared to a couple of weeks of code, right? Or a couple right, of weeks, of, of, weeks right? of code, or yeah. let's, you know, let's just, we, we aren't going to do anything. You know, we're just going to keep doing the manual process around it. Right. And so um, when you start bubbling that up to management, so we're not only AI service providers, we're also AI consumers. We have to justify as the AI team how powerful AI is. So bubbling up things that say, hey, we've saved hundreds of hours a month. There's consistency things that we've improved and time to return things. Think of them as like a little rate card of the use case. Say, hey, we did this use case. It took us this amount of time. It saved us this amount of time as an org. It improved this quality. What's the ROI? So if you can put those little use case um, demonstrations up there, you're getting A, the organization understanding and experienced with it, but B, you're exposing that kind of ROI analysis to others, maybe at an executive level, so that when you want to go do the bigger things that cost a bunch more money and take a bunch more time, right. you have a justification, you've shown small wins. And so I think the, the biggest issue with scaling right now is trying to jump too far ahead to the most exciting transformational AI use cases and not just doing some basic blocking and tackling. And trust me, all of our organizations already know the things that are real pains, like things right. that AI can do. They already know, I don't know yeah, it, yeah. but yeah. there are people that know the, yeah. those things that need to be solved. How can we find the easy ones? The ones that take a little bit of time with a big amount of output, that, that's just a dialogue. But our org has to understand. So like when people come to me and say, I have this like that root cause analysis use case, my answer back to them was, well, did you use our chat to try and do it manually? So you can right. literally just cut and paste the information into our chat and, and ask it to do this. Okay, great. We can, we can do that. Let's go make an application off of it. And so that's kind of the, the early stage of why chat's so important. That's kind of the use case generator. So when, so when a subject matter expert's like, I think they can do this, you know, none of us really know, can it perfectly do that thing? Let's try. Let's, right. let's see if we can get it working and then we can kind of build off of it from there. So you need that, we'll call it a pipeline. of a, Yeah, of those small, small buy-ins, ROI, getting, uh, getting success out there you so you it. can leverage up. So right. it, it, maybe we can turn, you know, because you mentioned just a couple of things in the last question about where Expedient can help uh, organizations. Uh, mm -hmm. And again, you've got a large uh, experience and large knowledge base of how you can help organizations. Maybe you can take a minute to explain from your point of view, how Expedient can address these challenges. So what would you do if you were consulted, someone were hiring you, where, how would you, where would you start? What would you do to address these challenges? Yeah, so I mean, the first question, if I were consulting to address AI challenges, like I would ask, do you wanna be an AI forward or an AI empowered organization this year or not? And right. it's okay to say no. Because for a lot of companies, they want to see success from other companies or peer companies before they're ready to go, especially in like highly regulated industries. So sure. that's kind of like a choose your own adventure for 2024. <laughs> so do you want to be AI empowered or not? Now, if you say I do want to be AI empowered, you know, what are the items at the buffet that you can potentially sample to go down there? So do it just from an ROI analysis. What are the things that are relatively lightweight to implement? that can kind of get that flywheel spinning up. And so we'd ask them questions around things like, do you have a, a AI policy? If you don't have a policy, I don't know if you can unleash chat on the organization because you need to tell people, here's what you can and can't do. You kind of need to have that blocking and tackling done. 
or do you have use cases that are that are that are you've been thinking about currently or do you have tools that could be ai enabled well when you go and ai enable them what models are they using are they using public models is that okay um and so the conversation relatively early outside of chat becomes a data conversation which is the the parlance of all the folks that are going to be listening to the podcast so it's kind of like becomes where is your data living how secure and private does that data need to be not all data some data can be used from public with public models because it's not proprietary uh, we're not worried it doesn't have customer information all that kind of stuff and so as we start to explore what are those particular use cases and then we start to understand you know where is that data for stuff that we do we could provide the chat kind of component of it as just the kind of the gym membership piece but we're really a managed AI infrastructure provider. So we're not a, hey, go go roll your own combination of AI models and data backends, all these things that are changing 24 seven. Our conversation is what's your use case? What business value are you trying to get out of it? And we can assemble those pieces for you. And I think most importantly, we can bring AI to your data. We're not necessarily, our solutions aren't predicated on, hey, you've got to take all of your data from where it exists now. And if you listen to Gartner, they would say 80% of enterprise data exists on-prem. We're not going to say, hey, you got to take that 80% and create a three-year data plan to move that to some sort of a cloud system. Great. We have the cloud offering for you too. But we're happy to take that same AI capability and place it right next to the data that you already have because the AI models will be able to, on a simplistic level, they pick needles out of haystacks. Where are your right. haystacks? Let's yeah. put the AI next to the haystack and then we'll figure out what needles we can pull out of it. And, and that's where use cases come in, but it really comes down to where's the data? How do we get access to it? How do we make this thing you know, kind of scale for you? And so that's where the conversations tend to go once you get past the general kind of chat capabilities, what's your use cases? Where is the data? How do we get AI as close to the data as possible? Brad, on behalf of the CDU Magazine, uh, we appreciate your time and feedback. Uh, the knowledge that you've got, the knowledge that Expedia has got, it really brings the forefront a generative AI and what you can do in the organization. So uh, we want to thank you for your time. We hope that we'll get the chance to have you come back and share your knowledge again on harnessing artificial intelligence for the betterment of the organization. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate it. Uh, my pleasure. And for our listeners, please visit cdomagazine.tech for additional interviews. Thank you. Okay, thanks.